0: Hi there. Welcome to the Market Maven podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Dylan jensen a fashion designer turned farmer's market director, a social media specialist, and small business advocate. In this podcast, we peel back the layers of farmer's markets, diving into the why behind the 10 by 10 tents, showcasing the roots behind the organizations, and connecting those in our communities through education, stories, and more. Tune in this season to learn about how my job is weird, but worth it, bringing produce and powerful stories to the people. In this episode of the Mark and Maven podcast, I am talking with Melissa Felzer. So welcome, the owner and editor-in-chief of True Northwest Magazine. True Northwest Magazine is a Pacific Northwest's newest creativity, culture, and community-focused magazine available in print And online. So, hello, welcome, Melissa.
1: Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here.
0: I am so excited, and it turns out it's your first podcast interview, which I'm so honored.
1: Yes, my very first one. It's actually a funny story because I was talking to my personal trainer because she's recently been on a podcast, and I was like, you know, I've never been on one, and I'm I'd be nervous, and then uh, I all of a sudden I had three opportunities pop up out of nowhere. So I was like, I'm going to take this as a universe sign and go for it. So yay. Well, I'm glad you get to practice with mine.
0: um, (laughs) Because I'm super low key and super just kind of raw and organic. So um, I'm just going to share a little bit of background about how we met. Um, I got an email kind of about advertising for the farmers markets for uh, True Northwest magazine. And with Running Markets, we kind of have a, a pretty low budget. So I was like, no, but I'd love to know more because just clicking on the link and learning a little bit about the magazine, it's a beautiful publication. Thank you. And I love kind of the storytelling aspect of it. I think that we've needed this for a long time. I mean, there's so many print advertising opportunities, but this one, I was just like, wow, I feel like I need to get to know the person behind this. I love that. So I put out that olive branch and you accepted, and here you are. Here I am. So like I said, we share a common ground in storytelling, and it seems like it's kind of new for both of us, maybe. Um, I'd love to know a little bit about your background and how it came to be with True Northwest Magazine.
1: Absolutely. So over the years, I've always worked in corporate America. I've had desk jobs, I work with spreadsheets and numbers, but I have a ton of creative energy, and I've not ever been very good at visual art, but I've always loved writing. And so for a few years, I tried some blogs here and there Mm -hmm. and fell in love with the art of storytelling, but it felt like it always went into a black hole and I didn't really have the connection (laughs) with anyone that I was looking for. And so really, it was a kind of a downtime in my life and I was searching for a purpose and just trying to figure out what to do with all this energy that I had. And then I started hanging out in um, Everett and getting to know our artist community and a lot of our small businesses. Mm -hmm and i just had a impulsive thought one day of hey you know i remember as a kid thinking it'd be really cool to be editor in chief of a magazine and i pretty much do an online magazine with a blog so why not try to make something in print that's physical and it really just took off from there
0: that's so awesome i love that i love that whole like childhood dream cuz i have a degree in business and i have a degree in fashion design And never did I think I would be running farmer's markets, but at one point in time, I wanted to do my own business through social media, marketing, that kind of thing, when Facebook was taking off. Mm -hmm. And I volunteered in my community, and there was a need for a farmer's market manager. And I was like, what if? I mean, I don't know anything about this, but what if? Right. So um, I love how those opportunities just kind of present themselves and grow and blossom.
1: Totally. And it's always from that question, what if? Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So what values were important to you when you began True Northwest Magazine?
1: So some of the things that I'm very passionate about with the magazine and making sure that we stay true to this is catering to small businesses and our artist community because they are so underserved just Mm. in the sheer fact of like financials. They may not have a marketing budget or be able to advertise for themselves as much as they would want to. And Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to create something accessible for people out there being creative and doing great work in the community. Um, I wanted to be a place that instead of just here's your top five tips or top five places to eat and things like that. I wanted it to be a storytelling magazine. I wanted it to be something that you sit down, you kick up your feet, you relax and you learn about some like amazing people in our community that you might not have known about or new businesses to check out.
0: That's really great. I think um, just my experience with print advertising, it's kind of like who can bid the highest to get Mm -hmm. the best ad. And sometimes I have a little bit of a lack of trust Mm -hmm. with what I'm reading. Did they just pay the most and that's why they're getting this beautiful feature? Or is it truly just a really great authentic story? Right.
1: Yeah, I think that line is often blurred. And I think in general, it's blurred for a lot of things with social media and how fast we consume everything. So mm-hmm. a big part of it was being able to slow down and consume something good that's gonna make you smile at the end of the day.
0: And like you said, it's a it's a beautiful publication that you can literally like sink your teeth into. You can sit down on a Sunday morning and read and enjoy your coffee, that type of thing. Like the pseudo new news p- paper, I mm-hmm. guess for lack of a better term. I love that. So what is your favorite part of your job?
1: My favorite part is definitely meeting all of the amazing people that I've met. So I mentioned previously, like there was a time period where I was struggling a little bit with purpose. I did a lot of self-reflecting during that time. And one word that always came up was connection. Mm -hmm. And not just that I love connection, but I love being a connector. I love bringing people together. And I love when I hear someone like, oh, I learned about so-and-so from your magazine. And I went and saw a show or I went and shopped at their business or something. That is gold to me, and that's my favorite part. And I've had such a blast at all the photo shoots and interviews that I do, and I've never really built such a community in my own community. I've lived in Everett my whole life Mm -hmm. and never knew these people. So it's really cool being able to collect some really awesome people and be surrounded by them. Yeah, to kind of
0: sidetrack, because this is not my next question, but. Everett seems to really be making a name for itself, and it's really cool to watch. From you know somebody that lives in Lake Stevens, Washington, um, it's been really neat to see sort of culture move to kind of main downtown, and then explore some of those businesses that take the opportunity to put a food cart out or to put some advertising out while a bigger event is happening. And then the makers market has been like, holy cow, wow! Totally, she is
1: pulling in some amazing vendors. Totally. And I've seen just over the last, you know, five years, maybe even longer, but us making slow steps just overall in the city to welcome newcomers. Like it's not just people who live in Everett, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people that don't hang out in Everett just kind of drive past it on the freeway often. Um, But there's been such a pull of bringing people to Everett and just getting people that live in Everett out and about and Mm -hmm. and participating in all of these events. Because like I mentioned, lived here my whole life and never went to any of these before I started the magazine and getting more involved. Yeah. What are some of your favorite events? Um, I just went to the Fisherman's Village Music Festival for the first time. That was such a blast! My boyfriend and I went the on Friday. We had such a fun time that we decided impulsively to go um, on Saturday as well. Nice. Yeah.
0: Is that a two-day or all weekend event?
1: It, I think it's a three-day event, okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and they have musicians that play all day mm-hmm. and um, on in all of the venues around Everett. So we got to check out the new Apex Center, mm-hmm. which it, has two venues, one downstairs and one upstairs. Um, but yeah, everybody's out and about. There's a night market as well and oh, food wow. trucks. So it's they take over and it was such a blast.
0: Night market is one of my dreams, but right now it's not... It's not quite ready to happen. Right. It's
1: such a vibe. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. And Everett, I feel like, is a perfect place for it. Yep. Uh, Everett's such a sleepy town. We don't even go outside till later, it seems like. Like, I work in downtown Everett at Funko, and Mm -hmm. on my lunch break, I'll go for a walk. I'm like, where is everybody? Everyone's still sleeping. Right. But then uh, nighttime, I've noticed, like, a huge increase in just night activity, which is something we never really had before in Everett. Mm Mm-hmm. You work at Funko? I do work at Funko. Oh, that's that's also like holy like wow. It's super fun. Yeah, I have a history and I mentioned corporate America. I've always loved to work at fun companies. So I worked for 10 years with Nintendo. And then I made the switch during the pandemic to work way closer to home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I traded a 50 minute commute for a 10 minute commute. Nice. And yeah, I work in our licensing department and it's been a wild, crazy fun ride. That's awesome. And I,
0: I have to give props to Funko just in general. Again, side note, um, they I really feel like they have revived Everett. They've mm-hmm. given it kind of this landmark business that people were really excited about and, you know, Props to them for bringing some kind of community to that, and there's many other small businesses too that do that. But I think Funko helped get that fire started.
1: Absolutely, having the the big entertainment name, something that draws fans in. Because I have a little sky bridge that I walk mm-hmm. across to get to work, and every day there's people lined up with chairs. Hanging out for us to open the doors because right. everyone's so hyped about Funko. For those new
0: releases mm-hmm, and all that. Yeah. Exactly. I've never been in that line, but my husband has been in the line at the Emerald City Comic Con when they had oh, a like yes. special release and he got the giant bag. And I was like, what are we going to do with that? I
1: have one of those bags.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> packs it up with games and brings it to friends' houses when we're like, invited over for dinner. And Perfect. And people are like, what? Well, what are we signing up for with this? It's a big <laughs> Why do you bag? have a huge Funko bag the size of my child? Exactly. <laughs> okay, back on track. Uh, what's a common myth about your job with the magazine?
1: Hmm. A common myth, um, maybe that it's really easy. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> I mean, I can say that only from my own experience of going into it impulsively, just like mm-hmm. I'm going to do a magazine, and then realizing like, oh, there's a lot more to creating a magazine than just like putting some words and pictures on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the myth that it was, Oh, this is just going to be a piece of cake, but there's definitely been some challenges and learning experiences.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's a common myth with my job as well. It's like, Oh, you just get to show up and like, it's this beautiful day outside. I'm like, it's one, it's not always beautiful. If you're looking outside right now, like we've set up in that before and it's miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, it's a lot more work that goes into this thing that people think is so easy and so fun. Absolutely. What would you say the most important lesson you've learned in your career?
1: Hmm. I think a lesson that I'm learning right now is to not take everything so personally and (laughs) realize that, you know, people are going to vibe with us or not vibe with Mm -hmm. us and that's okay. And it's not a reflection of me doing anything wrong and that, um, this platform is for whoever wants it. That's sound advice there. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. I think when
0: you are a small business, cause I, you know, hopefully that's okay for me to qualify you as a small business. Um, I think it's hard because you take everything personally, because this is like your passion project. Your heart. <laughs> it is your heart. It's going into everything that you do. And so when somebody doesn't like it, it's almost like a personal affront. It's taken me, years to learn that if somebody doesn't like the farmer's market or if they swear they're never coming back because, you know, back in COVID, we made them wear masks. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't do anything about that change.
1: And that's the the big part I'm learning right now is there's only so much I can do mm-hmm. with this role and just as a human. And so my energy is best served like in the places that there's like that mutual desire to work together and that collaborative energy.
0: Yeah, and you find the people that mm-hmm. want to be part of your dream in the same way that you do, or at least in a similar way, right? Absolutely. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone looking to start their own business or venture into roles like we have? That's kind of a two-part question because you work with small businesses, so you've probably heard stories and seen things um, that you can give advice to, but then also speak to you know, somebody that might be wanting to start a marketing publication or an online blog or something like
1: that. Um, So I think my first piece of advice would be to trust your gut. And there's so much noise and things we consume every day on how we should run our businesses. Here's the best five steps or follow this plan, whatever. And honestly, the most fulfilling and meaningful experiences, even if it doesn't immediately equate to money in your pocket, have been when I followed my own gut. And I say like, thanks for the advice, but yes. I really want to do it this way. And seeing the momentum build so quickly when I follow my gut just proves to me like, you really are your best sound wisdom and advice and, and knowing of like what you want your business to look like. So mm-hmm. go to you first before you go to anyone else.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's so much like, you know what you should do, you know what you should do. Um I get it at farmer's markets and my first response, it took me a few years, but it, my first response now is like, you should volunteer. And that's, you know, coming from a nonprofit event type of a thing. But I love that whole, listen to you first, because you're the one that came up with this dream. You're the one that came up th- with this idea and this passion and this whole scope of work. Right. So,
1: And no one can see your vision in your head. Like right? you can see it. So you have to believe in it so much. And know, like, obviously take in the advice where it matters and you can take a nugget of advice and put it in your pocket and apply it to something later. But never lose sight of that vision you see and let it go too far off track. Because at the end of the day, what I don't want to happen with the magazine is years down the road, I'm burnt out and tired of doing it Mm -hmm. because I've been chasing, chasing all these shoulds. And I want it to always just feel good for me, feel good for the readers and the people that I work with.
0: Oh my gosh, chasing the shoulds. That's amazing. <laughs> so if I were to ask you the same question, um, but add one word. So what is the one piece of advice that you would give to a woman in the midst of starting her own business? Does that change your answer or is it pretty much the same?
1: I think it might be the same because I think women, all, a lot of the time, we second guess our intuition. Yes, and so sure. as words of encouragement to other women, trust your gut because you really do know best. Mm-hmm. It's there to help you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're supposed to trust our gut when we're walk, we're walking into like a dark parking lot. So why wouldn't it be the same if it were in business? Exactly. This is kind of switching gears a little bit just because I run farmer's markets. But um, how do you feel farmer's markets or even any other community event, like the one you talked about earlier, um, impact a community?
1: I think they're massive. They bring everybody from all walks of life together for like a common ground. So I'll use sort of culture, gardening. Mm-hmm. So many people love plants when the pandemic um, happened. (laughs) I mean, everyone's a plant mom now or plant parent, you know. And so um, I think having those events are like very important to as like a glue to bring everybody together because everyone's so busy working in their own worlds (laughs) and their own little bubbles. And so when we can all come together on a common interest, I think that that's important and it creates like a really cool energy in the community. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So there's a lot of advertising options nowadays. Um, What are the tips that you have for small businesses looking to get into like print advertising or advertising with you?
1: So I can't give too much advice in in, for print advertising in general, because I know a lot of businesses have a different structure than we do here at True Northwest. But Here at Two Northwest, we um, for advertising we've set all of our pricing to be again accessible to our small businesses and creators. We never want that to be a huge roadblock. Mm -hmm. And really, if you one is like I thing I've found is I can reach out to people and ask like, Hey, do you want to advertise with us? But like when they come to us and say, I want to advertise. It has such a bigger impact for for them for us because we have collaborative energy that they sparked through and I don't know if that makes sense
0: yeah where can people go to learn more about you and true Northwest magazine?
1: So we're on Instagram at true Nw underscore magazine and then my email is true NW magazine at gmail.com Feel free to reach out to me anytime that's really the main way that I've been connecting with people so far. We don't have uh, any formal department to reach out to, so (laughs) it's really just me. Um, I also work with our designer, Sarah Peterson, and um, we just actually brought a new team member on board. Um, He's a photographer, Andrew Hoyle with Grimlock Media. We featured him in the last issue, and so we have a little team of three, but it's really us working outside of our full-time jobs. Um, So just email me, hit me up. (laughs) That's awesome. Congratulations on your new employee. Thanks. That's very exciting. It is.
0: What can people expect from True Northwest Magazine next?
1: So we have another issue coming out on August 7th. um, And right now, you know, I've been asked quite a few times, like, will you have designated buckets within your magazine that people can expect every single time? Mm -hmm. And I don't know the answer to that. I have been resistant towards having it be too much of the same each time like Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be an interesting collection of stories and good works Um, and so this next issue is full of artists full of small businesses that I can't wait to introduce you guys to that's awesome
0: all right now we're getting into the personal stuff more personal stuff less work stuff um what's been going on in your life recently that you're excited about just kind of in general
1: hmm Honestly, it's one of those times, so we're getting personal. When uh, I started the magazine, I was not in a great relationship, Mm -hmm. which caused a lot of turmoil in my life. And so now I am in a personal place of just like wanting peace. So I'm really not, I don't have any massive plans or anything crazy happening. I'm just really enjoying kind of sitting and relaxing and enjoying the work and um the summer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if it
0: ever arrives, I I mean, it was here and then it disappeared. Exactly. But I do love that because I think that as women in business, we often get that like, oh, I need to be doing something. I need to be productive. I should be working. It's that whole like hustle mentality and you should be doing something all the time. And I think a lot of times that we forget that we just came out of a pandemic, like a global pandemic. And it was exhausting. I was in the pandemic and um, fine, I feel like, for the most part. It was definitely stressful. Mm-hmm. But then when I got kind of out of it and I looked back and I was like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. Like I'm feel, so exhausted. I
1: feel the same way, absolutely. And I totally agree with you. For me personally, I'm always in the back of my mind, I should be doing this, I should be doing mm-hmm. that. Like a rest day for me is full of chores and other things. Right. So I've been actively practicing giving myself a break here oh, and there. So
0: good, so good. <laughs> you are wise, wise beyond your ears. <laughs> Thank you. If you had the attention of the whole world for just a few minutes, what would you say? I know, it's, it's a loaded question.
1: <laughs> mm, I might need a second to think about <laughs> That's it. That's okay. If I had the attention of the whole world, probably that you're enough and you matter more than you think and don't forget it. Because that's something I would want someone to say with to me.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. You said you were gonna need a minute and you just came up with that. That's that might be one of the best answers I've gotten on Good, this podcast. I love that. And do you have like a favorite quote or a final thought that you want to leave listeners with? That's okay. I could <laughs> have I, sent you these.
1: Can I send you a quote? Because I have tons of great quotes. But sure. I can put it in the head.
0: like the show notes. That cool. way people check that and they get your links to get in contact with you. Perfect. Yeah, we'll works. do a a little lead in perfect all right now for the one fun question that I end every podcast with what is your favorite find at the farmer's market
1: Ooh, I'm a flowers girl and yes. I'm also I love food so if there is some it doesn't even have to be sweet or savory something just catches my eye I'm absolutely going to try it out yes <laughs> I love that girl <laughs> yeah we have some pretty
0: amazing food vendors in this region. And it's been really cool to see more of that grow as like a thing, you know, like food truck Fridays and that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm a food girl too. Definitely. I so appreciate you being like on your first podcast and being on my podcast as your first podcast. That's super an honor because I'm still new to this. So um, I wish you all the best and I can't wait to work with you in
1: the future. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time.
0: thank you so much for tuning into the market maven podcast you can find out more about what i do along with direct links to farmers markets i manage at www.yourmarketmaven.com check out the show notes for links